Welcome back to the Memory Jogger podcast. This is Jason alongside Wyatt. Yeah, we're finally together after only a year or so. <laughs> I Got think to. the last time we were together was our Memory Jogger oh, road, trip right. to yes. road Trip to 40. Road Trip to 40 little movie we put together but yeah we are in the same studio and if you listen to the show normally you would be hearing some music about now and decided to do the i guess reverent thing and do a cold open for this show because of course our theme is running down a dream from tom petty and he just passed away here i guess about two weeks, two weeks ago. ago now yeah but uh wanted just to pay a small tribute to him. I mean, that song is very meaningful to me. Loved the music video growing up and had a chance to revisit that with my little girl who was almost four. And we watched it about six times in a row, the little <laughs> black and white cartoon yep. and, and all that. So it, yeah, I mean, that song was really one of my favorites of his. And just thinking about the show and you know, we're, we're essentially running down our childhood dreams and memories. And I thought that was just a perfect fit to intro and outro our podcast uh, for Memory Jogger. So we just wanted to, uh, like I said, pay a small tribute to him. Thank him for his music, which I very much enjoyed. And just, you know, condolences and prayers out to his family and fans. At this time, because uh, it was somewhat unexpected. Uh, he had just come off actually touring the summer. Mm. I think it was the, I want to say it was the 40th anniversary of Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers band mm. this year. Anyway, thank you, Tom, for your music. And we will continue to play his, uh, his track during the show. But uh, we are uh, back in the saddle again after a little delay so if you hear sounds jason is still experiencing this my sound booth as you can see is a little tiny closet <laughs> in the basement kind of like wayne's world but without the lounge chairs and stuff that's uh, what you need in here you need a couch i do i don't know how i'd fit it in this little two by two room. <laughs> after yeah after a little delay and job change for me and just a little uh i, I guess a little breather needed from uh podcasting and even the uh, website stuff in general for a while Hopefully this will get us recharged and back in the groove of releasing shows on a regular basis. Right. And uh, this one's going to be fun. We're going to do our early jobs. We had discussed that uh, in that last episode, and this is going to be real fun. We got a, We had a, actually our first phone-in guest. <laughs> yeah, we did, and we'll cut and splice it, unfortunately, uh, the, the guest of the hour. And we'll divulge it in a minute, but he was uh, very gracious to come on board. One of our old bosses, actually. Yeah, yeah. There's some trickery, and uh, I'm going to get a lot of Facebook comments, but I still, yes, I'm still subjected to <laughs> this. But, hey, I'm, I'm cheap. I won't deny. But, yeah, it worked great. We were actually really impressed. He was impressed once I figured out what which wire to plug. I'm very, I was very impressed that you pulled that off right. and was able to play a few sound effects. And I know we could hear. I'm not sure if he could hear them or not. <laughs> But just to get him tied in and get us both set up, you know, you're the mix master, <laughs> mix master WB. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're going to have a fun show. You know, we normally do an open up. Yeah, we will do an icebreaker and we're going to kind of point people to a podcast, which will hopefully be released about the same time as this one over on the uh, basically the same feed. Right. But it's going to be a wrap up of our trip to RetroCon because that's kind of fresh on our minds want people to uh just get the full experience that we do being together 
you know, usually once a year, uh, <laughs> hanging out. Usually the last two out of the last three years, it's been uh, going to RetroCon and absorbing everything that is nostalgia involved with that. Right. And uh, we're going to plug that. Uh, that'll be our icebreaker right now. We're going to forego the icebreakers for at least a short time. We're going to try to refire up the recurrent events and the rankum episodes yeah. that we do that we started to do right yeah rankum rankum was part of this feed right uh, i did have recurrent events on a different feed i don't know if we're gonna try to incorporate that in all into one feed or we'll figure it out yeah. we'll figure it out but okay. yeah definitely want to do that it's essentially the recurrent events was like an extended icebreaker yeah. basically the whole podcast is just current events that are about retro things right and that's we're kind of like i said we're going to forego the icebreakers in these episodes at least for the next I don't know so long and see how we like it but the icebreaker of the moment is for cons plural.com going to the event was blast you can catch up our wrap-up show like jason said about the time that we released this yeah. should be posted as well it was a blast uh we could go on and on about that we don't want to delay our show this current show but sure. uh at the same time we we had a blast we uh, like jason said we went down memory lane uh, literally, probably about a dozen times going through the booths and tables <laughs> and so forth. Got to see Dwight Schultz, a.k.a. Murdoch, and Dirk Benedict, Face Man. That was a blast, and you'll see that as well on the video. It was a treat. Yes. Uh, it's probably the more mild way. It was a, just like we were blown away at 2015, and I think we're still blown away at 2017. Yeah. And this time we did two days. Yeah. We did both days. And even a concert in between, we you know we went to see the Cybertronic Spree, which were uh, amazing. Uh, now, again, I want this to be more of a teaser, so you'll go yeah, and listen yeah. to the podcast. But man, that was a that was a great time. I, I was trying to remember the last time we went to a concert together, and I think it was when you were visiting. We drove up to Birmingham to see that's right Civil Twilight that's in right. concert. They were a, a band I was really into at that time, and I, they're not really big well-known and it was a cool venue up there and we drove up to see that uh, see them in concert this one i think we rocked out a little bit more too <laughs> more familiar at least to me yeah know. i don't think uh, civil twilight covers the uh, jason wield warriors theme so <laughs> right <laughs> that was pretty amazing but uh, yeah check that out in the same feed as we go ahead and uh, essentially transition into our show here and we're just going to go back and talk about our early jobs, first jobs, we did end up working together for a season. And that's going to be kind of the main Talking part point. of the interview. <laughs> you've heard it uh, several times if you've been following us. Right. Uh, we always transition back to the radio station job. Yeah. That was a neat experience for, I don't know, I guess we, that was about a year at least that we worked together. Yeah. I think just under a year. But well, we can close, we'll explore yeah. that as we get to it. Yeah, you know, everybody starts out somewhere, and we're, I don't think we're necessarily going to go into what we currently do. I know you can't, uh, Mr. Uh, Secret Agent over here. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't really want to talk about yeah, my no, job. No. We, yeah, you know, everybody has their own experience and how they start out. And, you know, just depending on where you're from in the country – what jobs are available you know usually it's fast food or the uh local you know retail stores and such that you get into first and or grocery stores or movie theaters yeah. or something that's your starter job some are 
hater jobs. You, you just go kind of like the Al Bundy. Oh, again, shoe salesman. <laughs> or, you know, there are some that you just, even if you're flipping burgers, there's something about it that you liked about it. It might not be at the, the, the right. food, main food change. Maybe you got lucky and pulled off into a working in the diner situation. Yeah. So you got to see the fifties and sixties kind of era. And like that might, you know, that might be the one of the better jobs you've had. Yeah. But yeah, that's, we took it in stride. Uh, both was, I say all our jobs, I think. So we're just going to start basically whenever we started our employment and work our way I think our capstone is probably the WCPA, WKOX yeah. chat. That's when we broke off into our, I'll call it our future careers. You went off to college. I went off to the Air Force and the rest is, uh, well, 20 some years ago. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, let's start out. Okay. Where did you start out with your first job and what drew you to it besides money? Well, I'm trying <laughs> to, yeah, it, you know, it's always driven by money when you're a kid and I had a couple summer jobs and I can't remember exactly which one was first. I know I was still in high school. I guess it would have been in my junior year in high school. I think that was my first job. And I went through this the local like employment agency who was uh had this essentially it was a program for high school kids to work during the summer. And I remember I had to I had to have a journal. I had to like make a journal of kind of what I did each day and you know quirky little things like that and it was working for the township so and then there was we would meet at the high school and then they we had some like little training or uh, just kind of what we needed to do for the summer and then we essentially split off and went to our jobs and there was i think probably three or four other guys that worked at the township it was fun. You got to see basically a, a glimpse into, you know, how the infrastructure of the little borough that we lived mm-hmm. <laughs> worked. Um, you know, they all drove dump trucks and loaders, and those were all uh, stored there uh, in the uh, the garage. And there were several of those yellow pickup trucks yep. full of tools and you know shovels and whatever paintbrushes and <laughs> everything that you know goes along with uh keeping up a town with keeping up yeah the the city or township so during that summer i you know got to put in like drainage ditches pipes okay. yeah uh, basically digging the ditches somewhere across like dirt roads you know to to help the drainage uh so that was you know seeing the the guys work the backhoe and dump trucks and all that stuff uh, lots of painting. We went around, painted, you know, everything from fences to fire hydrants, you know, <laughs> that needed painting. Uh, little patchwork here on asphalt. Uh, once in a while, they'd get a load of asphalt in the dump truck. And essentially, we just drive around, find potholes yeah. to fill in. Or, you know, when people complain, y'all come out here and fix this. You know, that was us. It, there's some quirky things, though, I remember about that job. One was, you know, there was, I don't know, a crew of maybe 10 or a dozen guys that worked there. That was their full-time job. And, you know, you clocked in at, I think it was seven. And for the first hour, it was essentially uh, breakfast. I mean, they would go in there, get their smoke on. They would uh, have their coffee, whatever. Shoot the breeze. breeze. (laughs) And, uh, you know, we just hang around for the first hour. I was like, okay. 
you know, they would of course be making us like sweep the shop and <laughs> little things like that. Right. So, and I was like, wow, okay. So we just get to sit around for the first hour. That's, that's fine. Uh, and then I learned to mess with a few of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One was uh, this guy came in. He usually came in late. He was one of the bosses. First thing he went for was a Mountain Dew out of the machine. There was a soda machine there. And it was one of the old ones with the huge buttons, you know, on the yep. front. And just a little tray right there. At the time, my arms were pretty skinny. And I could reach in the soda machine, the pop machine, as we call <laughs> up here in the north, since I'm in the north right now. Yeah. And I could reach up in there. And I knew I, I found where the Mountain Dew was. And I would pull out a can. Okay, so I got like a free can. Right. And then he would come in, pop his money in, and you hear nothing. just a big clunk. <laughs> <laughs> and he would go into every four-letter word there ever was. And me and the other, you know, three or four guys that were uh, the high school crew. Knew what happened. Just, we would just be rolling on the floor, you know, because <laughs> we were messing with these guys. And that's one thing I remember about that. You know, it's just, it's just these weird kind of things. But that was that was essentially the job. We rode around in the trucks, you know, in the, the pickups and even in the dump trucks and stuff with the guys to different jobs throughout the summer. And you got to do some different things. It was working outside, which up here, it's not quite as bad as it is in the south. Right. With all the humidity and everything that we go through down there. But it was uh, it was fun. I. I don't have any really bad memories about doing that. And I made some money and I was essentially kind of saving up for my first car mm -hmm. that uh, my dad offered to go have with me to get. So that was the, I think the first one that I did and i still have that journal somewhere. I got to nice. pull that out. I should have prepped a little bit more and tried to find that thing, pull out and read some stuff <laughs> about my first job. Nice. So, so that was it. What was, uh, what was your the first job you remember? Well, I'm going to piggyback just a little bit on his thing. When he said rode around in the trucks, this is old school when it was perfectly legal to ride around in the truck bed oh, yeah. of a truck. Yeah, yeah. And now you can't do that without fearing a lawsuit or something. Yeah, well, you're employed by the city anyway, so it's not like a cop was going to pull you. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, uh, this was the job where I think I mentioned before where we were sitting in the back and they'd have the sliding glass window open and they'd go over that hill. There was uh, a real sudden drop, and it was a, a, a small dip, but enough that, like my dad or them, you know, you just hit it right. It was just like like being on a roller coaster with that first hill where your stomach goes up to yeah. your throat. It was that moment, <laughs> but it was a quick moment. And yeah, he, and the old man driving one of the employees, he would uh, poke his head back through the uh, the window there to us riding in the pickup bed and be like, did that tickle your pee pee? <laughs> yeah. Like, yes, uh, yes, sir. <laughs> anyway, I'm so, sorry. No, I hijacked no, no, your, uh... <laughs> no, I actually injected that. So my first job, if you omit our true first job, both of us, I think worked at one time or another at the high school when we literally mopped and swept the, sh the, the cafeteria. True. Yeah. So that was, made, that was technically a job because we got was, paid. We got paid. I think a dollar a day or something like to that. To mop and sweep up. And there's a couple of times it's not sanitary. And I didn't think about it at the time as a kid, but you're like, we got to wash the seats and the tables anyway. So why would you just use the same water? So <laughs> there's a couple of times where well, I didn't do it all the time. So don't, don't yell at me, but we were Shortcut. like, let's, let's just be efficient. 
but uh, nonetheless, my first, I'll call it taxable job. Uh-huh. I might get hit by the IRS now. First taxable job was was working at a place. My dad got me the job. Uh, he worked at what was called Beard Oil Company, and they had multiple gas stations here and there. And the first job was a little place called the Old Town Road Exxon. And I'm trying to find it right now on my and car wash and car wash. Yes. And it was, it was, um, eventful. Uh, I'll call it. I, I liked you working there cause I got free car washes all the time. Yeah. It was a nice thing. I could, <laughs> I don't know how many car washes I got. I got enough that I have swirly marks on my, my old Turismo that I had cause I used it too much. So I'm going to do a little screen share because I'm just that nerdy. There it is. So this is the current establishment of the Old Town Road, Exxon. I don't know if you can really see it very well. Pack Pride is still there, which was a card reader punch card, literally punch card, free gas. We got, uh, not, uh, not, I'm sorry, not free gas, a fleet gas. That was how I got my employee discount. I think my discount was like four or five cents off above wholesale. So I was actually getting it for like, when gas prices were, I'll call it reasonable, 99 cents, I was probably getting it for like 90 cents a gallon. Mm-hmm. But here's the main thing, you know, building. Uh, I thought I had another uh, picture of it. But here's the, the hand bays back here. And this little tiny sh- stick out shelter is the car wash booth. So I would go in there, push a couple buttons, enter enter the code and you know, boom, you know, that's how Jason got his car washes. <laughs> in our driving podcast, there was, there used to be vacuum bays. Oh, yeah. Right here, you <laughs> see the pillar. There was also a pillar right in front of that pillar, I guess is the best way to put it. They had the vacuum bay, and there was a gap in between, and that's the, where I would drive. I would come out, like I say, if I parked a certain way, I would go out here, make the pass just like this if you follow my arrow, then come right out. And Jason was just about pooping himself because I'm like, are you going to hit the mirrors? <laughs> they got the mirrors on your yeah. car. But that was my first job. It was actually a fun job. We had a great first crew that we were there. Very friendly, almost like family. Then they uh, got a new job, new manager in there. It was, it was abrupt. There was no like cordial, hey, we're going to, we're thinking about moving this guy up or moving this from, he had, they closed down one of their gas stations, moved him, and basically just pushed the old manager literally out the door, mm. no warning. Then he basically cleaned house. So if he felt he didn't like you, we got canned. And I got tired of his <laughs> uh, so-called crap. And he, I basically just left. I, it was, the end was bitter. The, the, but working there for the first, I don't know how long, it went pretty well. And I, I mentioned in a, another podcast that I, I technically worked three jobs. I don't know if that actually worked. So here's the presenting to everyone. Hopefully it's up now on, on the video. I think it is. <laughs> but here's the gas station just to double check. So back to us. I'm going to find the other jobs. Uh, so I worked technically three jobs. And I joked with that Didn't you lot. get a discount on sodas too? Because you always had like- Yeah, we had discounts, like a 10% discount. And then there was they were trying to get rid of – this is back about the time that the big – Soda companies, pop companies were ch- finally trying to tr- transition out of the glass. We didn't know that was happening, but you know, you know, I had the old glass sixteen mm-hmm. ounce bottles, and Pepsi would come down and basically clean house and have us do the discounts. 
dollar fifty a six pack when that was just <laughs> insane, like you know, uh, crazy Eddie. So I would go and get cases, and the local Pepsi distributor distributed Mountain Dew, Pepsi products, and Dr Pepper. So I would go out and get a case of four six packs of Dr Pepper, sometimes two, and I'd do the same with Doc, with Mountain Dew for Jason. So I'd have that always. You in the always car. had drinks in your car, man. Yeah. <laughs> I was well, like, I, well, I got we were drink. never thirsty. Uh, it well, was always. No, we were sugared hype though. Yeah, and caffeine, Mountain Dew, and Dr Pepper. So my second job, I call it second job, the second station that I worked at was called. Here's the Kernsville Exxon as it is stands now, and you can see, you know, the Google camera shadow right here. And the IGA. Yeah, the the we old food liner IGA. IGA yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, this was basically after about almost a year, they asked if I would help help out up here, this Exxon up here. Full serve, one, you know, maybe two pumps right here. I think we sold, if we were lucky, we sold cigarettes and snuff. I don't think we even sold, sold pop or anything like that. There was nothing going on in the, in the garage. The garage was not used for anything. But yeah, I worked out of here, you know, carried a lot of cash in my back pocket for the change for people. And so forth. Had to run inside to go get my to use the car, credit card machine. <laughs> I didn't realize you did the full service thing. Yeah, we did full service here. And then our last gas station I worked at was the Exit 16, old Exit 16. It's not Exit 16 anymore, any longer. I can't remember what the exit. I think it's 97 now. But anyway, old off right off Interstate 80, there was this little again another garage with a gas station and this this set of pumps was supposed to be the self-serve this set of pumps was your full serve and the price came with it i can't remember what the price hike i think it was 25 cents more a gallon to, to do really this one. I, it was a serious hike people still did it i was surprised yeah very few and far between did i ever see customers though i don't know what the i don't know what alienated people from this gas station there's many many days i napped in the in my car in the bay here because it was so boring now where where exactly is this dubois pennsylvania so right on the outskirts okay i'm trying to remember exact the exact location right jason knows this kind of kind of familiar but back in this area is actually falls creek the back way into or the Mm -hmm. main way into falls creek there used to be a say right yep (laughs) so here's this used to be a hotel right over here it's i just now when i did the research on this this is i found out that this was you know bulldozed the owner lived over here on the right so he just walked to work every day <laughs> um, but yeah this was uh, it was fun all of the places were fun at least at the gas stations i got, became like i said a rover and it was it was fun and then i finally just quit this altogether. i quit it after i'd started my second my true second job which would be wcpa wqix but did you have anything in between before we hit? The only th- other thing I can remember is one summer for a week I worked at the fair. And I can't remember if this got in our fair episode or not because we had some technical difficulties and I uh, didn't, my microphone was jacked up. So I had to cut out some stuff. But I worked at, uh, it was a uh, soda stand. So it, if you remember back in the day, they had those, they were, I would call cartons. They were made of that paper, paper wax. Yeah. yeah, Paper wax material. And the whole stand was one of those cartons. (laughs) It looked like one of those cartons. So it was kind of, it was kind of crammed in there. I bet. And 
we would yeah that's the only thing that we sold was those cartons of soda and then they could come back and get a refill for a discount and they i i got kind of thrown into that I, you know when you're working for the ferry they just kind of you were going to work at this booth you know right so uh and i wasn't really trained too well how to change out the you know the the, the seltzer and the syrup oh yeah know? yeah so there was a couple points where and i was working with somebody else in there so it was there was two of us because we would get a pretty good line sometimes but when one of those things went out uh it was just like okay i'll just serve this last couple of customers here and then we'll have to find somebody to, <laughs> to change these out so i remember like serving up some ones that probably didn't have enough syrup in there and you know likely came back to us and other ones where they didn't have enough seltzer so it was more just like a <laughs> it was like pepsi juice you know right <laughs> the biggest thing was we had to put ice in it we had to fill it at least half full with ice that was the that was our mandate yeah and you know there was always people and there always will be people that don't want the ice and then you have to fight with them. <laughs> right. I'm sorry. We have to put ice in here. Well, why is that? You know, you know, of course you want more drink or if somebody else is, <laughs> you're, you know, going around the fair with just has the ice. You can share and dump it in with them and essentially get two drinks out of one with as right. much ice as you, you dump in there. But so that was, uh, that was just a, a short, you know, one week job at the fair. I did. I think that was probably my senior senior year or right after. Well, it would, I guess maybe it would have been, I can't remember exactly when I started at WCPA, but it was right after I graduated. But I think I worked at the fair and then maybe went to work for WCPA in that same summer. Okay. So that was, yeah, it was relatively uneventful, but I, <laughs> that's what I do remember, you know, having to battle people with the ice and, learn how to change out the the stuff to keep the machine going but anyway but yeah so about that time you well you started while you were still a senior yeah i was a senior i was actually going to the votech school we talked about this with our our guest the teacher joe peters that was his name his son worked at wcpa was getting ready to transition to college so he knew that there was a job opening because it was his <laughs> and talked to dad and dad you know, spread around the, the class. I think we had eight or 10 kids and me, because I already had a job being the very humble, gracious kid that I am. I said, you know, I'm, I don't want to raise my hand. Someone else might need a job. Wait about a day, day and a half, maybe two. I don't remember. And Mr. Peters came right up and said, Hey, you want the job? I hope to have the job, but. You know, I already have a job. So whoever gets it, sometimes you got to learn. You just got to raise your hand first. And I still remember I rose my hand. I'm, I'm ready to go. Let's go. Said, okay. <laughs> I'll put a, I'll put a call into my, my son and we'll work out. It was easy. I walked in with met my, what I called the celebrity of Clearfield, Bob Day. And that's who we were. Our guest was with Bobby Day. So it was kind of a, Kind of an awe-inspiring because I'd seen him periodically throughout. I remember there was a, the old radio station contest. You had to listen, right? <laughs> had to have the call in, you know, be caller number seven or whatever it was. I don't remember what the quiz was, but I remember winning it. And I won a free six-pack, the glass bottle back in the day when that was the true, the, the original Coke bottle. 
and that was a big to do. <laughs> so we went to go down to WCPA, got to see him like in passing. I didn't even like, there's Bob. Oh, 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 that was Bob. And that was about all I got. That was a sighting, you know, like yeah. he does exist. Um, <laughs> and then um, I think fast forward, one of my family members had a wedding and he was the DJ. And I said something, hey, Bob, I just want to say hi. I have, you know, never met you and I want to meet you. And he's like, oh, great. Well, good meeting you. And he was, he was very gracious, but t- he, he was very aware of his time, maybe because of radio. So it was like a 30 second, hey, how you doing? Yeah, oh, well, great, great meeting you. And he just moved on. And um, a lot of our conversations working that were kind of similar. There would be times where we'd just be chatting and he knew that he had only two minutes or something to prepare for uh, news or promos or whatever he had to do in the production booth. And where'd he go? Okay, I guess the conversation's <laughs> over. Uh, Mr. Memo. So uh, it was- Very just, time conscious. Yeah, he was. Uh, but I started and I was just thumbing through here I had come across this. I kept this VM the hoarder. So this is my contract, employment <laughs> agreement, rather. Started on 6 September of 1993 for yeah. a term of one year and, or further. And, and it just, it's the whole contract. I found that through my, uh, my nostalgia <laughs> books. Wild. I can't remember how many pages this is. You know, there's my starting pay, 4.25 an hour. This is a generic, <laughs> this was a generic contract. So even the, Full-time DJs got the same thing. Four twenty-five um, an hour. I've had fourteen days of notice in writing. Was to, that like minimum wage back then? Yeah, that was. Which is kind of funny because at this gas station, I made a, I actually had a raise. I was up to four thirty-five. <laughs> so, so yeah, and then here's there's Bobby Day's signature. Uh, this was Carrie Swatsworth. She was uh, basically a witness. She Charles, was the like quote unquote secretary. Wasn't yeah, she? yeah. And then there's Charles. Worked the front desk. Buck or Book, I, the Brook, I don't know. I don't remember him. Uh, and then me, of course. He might have been the sales guy that I was trying to remember the other day. Could have been. worked up front. So, yeah, this was my <clears throat> contract. It was. That's crazy that you still have that. Yeah. And scanned it in, obviously. obviously. To, uh... <laughs> so, so you started, so that would have been uh, right after you started your senior year of high school. Yeah. Yeah. 93 to 94 was our senior year and yeah i was trying to remember exactly when because you had been there for a while and i came on it was after i graduated so i and i kind of fiddle farted around as i'll say because i didn't know what i wanted to do after school and i pretty much told my parents and everybody i was taking a year off i was going to take a year off and figure out what i wanted to do and that came along and obviously i wanted to make some money somehow right (laughs) And the shift, you, what shifts did you work mainly? You were the night, overnight? Mostly the nights and overnights. Initially, I was just one night a week. So it was easy to have four jobs because I was able to work a separate day, yeah. separate job. So Sunday night was my initial night. I started with a little show. I'll punch it up here with uh, Don Kennedy and Big Van Jump on WCPA Clearfield, <laughs> service and part of the progress, your family newspaper. So that was Big Band Jump, Big and we had Don Kennedy. Big Band Jump is heard each week at this time on 900 CPA. I'm Don Kennedy, thanking you for listening. That dude, his voice was so monotone. Yes. I remember, I remember doing some shifts on Sunday morning as when they would play a Big Band Jump. I don't know if they did it twice or if that was just they moved the slot whenever they played it. Oh my gosh, that was like the 
the worst show ever. And, and not, nothing against big band music. No, because there's actually, you know, I, I can actually listen to a few tunes from big, the big band era, but the dude was, very monotone, even with his deep <laughs> voice, he was very monotone. And there was many times the girl taught me, she says, when you're bored, you can mess with Bob, maybe Carl, <laughs> if you feel like it, and you're going to get a comment no matter what you do. And I'm like, okay, oh, what do you mean? On the cassette player. Yeah, yeah the show was it. on cassette. Yes, yes. So you literally would change the pitch. So every <laughs> now and then you'd have them speed up or slow down just yep. to give something variety. Get Alvin and the Chipmunks hosting Big Band for Yeah, a while. well, I didn't get it too high. <laughs> every night, or every morning, rather, because I would work six to one and there was a point where there's I, I was actually working true from six till like 4 a.m there's a couple of nights weekends sundays or whatever i did that bob fresh in the morning would walk in if it was cold he actually had hot chocolate so he kind of smoothed the uh, the, the training I'll, I'll call it mentoring he said i heard uh old don kenny get a little speed up Fred, last night <laughs> yeah, bob, you're right busted and it was every time i no denying, I did it every week. It's like, like I, I had did to. these men ever sleep? Yeah, because uh, Carl, who was the uh, general manager, we dreaded making any kind of mistake. Oh yes. And the phone, it was a silent ring essentially on the phone. You could hear it out in the lobby, or, or I can't remember where the exactly newsroom was. Where the, the ringer actually where sat. the ringer was. Yeah, but we had lights, so for I think several different lines. There was maybe. three lines. They all rang in the same line and then basically it was auto automatically shifted to like line two and line okay, three. Okay. But you know, when you're, yeah, you know, this is, and this is, we got to kind of explain too. We were hired to basically operate the station, the board. Mm -hmm. And there was no kind of automation at the time. This was just kind of in the cusp of the digital era. And they did get into some digital stuff, but they kind of, it was almost like they, learned as they went on the digital yes because it wasn't all incorporated and we well we you actually learned a lot more i think about that system than they knew yeah at some points but we would go in yeah here is the board so and bob goes into this in the interview but um most boards you think of have the little slider pots to go up and down with yeah. the volume and these were all the dials right here yeah. is this the actual board this is the actual not, not our physical one that we have but the same model everything is okay. the same board that we had so yeah so you turned it all the way to the left and there was a like a cue lock yeah there was a lock and that was your cue speaker and you had a speaker down below the board where you could hear essentially what was going through that channel before you put it on the air. So you would hear if you had a, a show coming through, you would hear 10 seconds, five seconds, whatever. Or you'd hear like their tone or you'd hear tones or sometimes you'd have a network like Rush Limbaugh or something like that. Yeah. And you'd have their spots, but then we had the station commercial we had to play. So yeah. the program was turned down in the queue. So you knew how to follow and pace yourself while you're sitting there playing and I, I keep flicking switches because it's, it's still. <laughs> yeah. These were all the cart machines. So cart one, two, three, and I can't remember what. I think that was the CD player. And then you could select. There was a menu that you did. They did the old, old, um, the old press tape. You know, where mm -hmm. you can make your own labels, label whatever. Yeah. Makers. So you know, you had cart one, cart two, cart three, and then this might be CD one, CD two, cassette, whatever they have labeled. I can't remember yeah. all of it now. But that was it. And you flipped. This was cart one. It would start and about you'd have a little cue spot 
and I actually still have a label. Uh, <laughs> this is the one of the labels that we had. Now, the queue is various, so you didn't know what was coming up. So you just had to really be on on time and watch the timer. That yeah. sat up, I still remember this to this day. Right-hand side, upper right, up on top of the desk. And it was a homemade, I swear, Radio Shack job. <laughs> but it was red, you know, red LEDs, and you'd see the timer. You knew about eight, nine seconds. You'd had to flip to the next. Yeah. You know, I say flip. So we we're going back to... And they wanted it tight, man. I mean, if there was a few seconds of dead air, they're like, you need to work on that. You know, you get a phone call. What happened with that break there, you know? And it was like, do these men ever sleep that they're always listening to the station? I still remember one it's call. Like <laughs> they walked around with a portable radio, you yeah. know, with the headphones on. I still remember one call. Everywhere. Carl called me up. It was like dead at night, one, two o'clock in the morning or whatever. And we had promos. We didn't even have to play the promos. I did it as practice. And... Yeah, we got like a script essentially every yeah. day. There was a script of when the commercials are played, what show was going on, what time the breaks were, and, and, and we everything. Had to, we had to check off our initial every time we were done. And at the end of the page, we had to actually sign our yeah. name yeah. to that saying, yeah, it was complete. Okay, page two, and just go on that. But there, was there would be times where there was nothing. There was no, we wouldn't be required to play any local commercials, mm -hmm. any promos, and you just leave it on the satellite commercials, essentially, because they always had stuff. And you turn their commercials down, essentially, to play your, their local commercials during certain right. breaks. So that's where, I think this is where you got the call, where instead of, playing the the satellite commercials you decide i'm just going to throw some promos in here yeah and it might have been during the <laughs> night but i still had promos whatever it was i had promos promos so you some of you i might have listened to us before but the promos are station station type commercials only for the radio station or shows that are on the radio station so rush limbaugh espn radio you know, that kind of thing yeah i mean there was several and announcers uh, from the shows here you know listen to espn radio at night and then we'd throw in a jingle at the end right. to identify, you know, this is on WCPA. Right. And then, but I was two seconds ahead. I was actually ahead of the game. So when I turned the satellite back on, I had two seconds of dead air. Oh, okay. And <laughs> Carl, Carl, and it wasn't like, Hey, how's it going? It was, was there two seconds of dead air? <laughs> I beat, I basically said, sir, I'm sorry. I, I basically beat them. I'm ahead. Oh, well, uh, you got to time it out, stretch it out a little bit yeah. more then. Because that's my name. He, he schooled you. That's my name. That's not WCPA. That's Carl Falvo on the air <laughs> representing. That's a professional radio station. Yeah. Yes, that, sir. that was the, I mean, that was, yeah. He he ran it like a, I was almost like a, a military unit. Right. And he wanted it professional. No matter how unprofessional us little board operators were, you know, he wanted you to learn. He wanted it to be very listenable. That's, and, that and was it basically dead air was a chance for people to turn the station, you know, yeah. or heaven forbid you have to throw on the uh, technical difficulties, yeah. <laughs> a little cart too. Which uh, you, you, you've heard or will yeah. hear on our, our show here. So I'm going to kind of go down memory lane. This is something I keep, I kept plugging away with Jason. I have found <laughs> my gosh. me and my memories. I am very nostalgic and I can actually remember a lot of things. So this is essentially the best of my ability, this is a floor plan of the radio station. And what you are seeing right now, if I can get it to work. <laughs> well, there's the Q Cruiser out front. That is our Q Cruiser. We had a Dodge, it was a Dodge Caravan, right? Dodge Caravan. There's the Q Cruiser. Oh my God, look at you. Nice. That like is 3D. the 3D. Yeah. That's the actual tower back here. 
that transmitted up to the main towers right. to go wherever. That was also our Marty. If you remember, there was a little – Marty was the brand name. There was a little mini radio station, a box, that sat in the queue cruiser that right. came back to the radio station when we did live events. Live remotes, yeah. And then we literally retransmitted it right back up to the main tower from there. There's the Methodist church there too. <laughs> so yeah. So and there's the door entrance to the place, even though I shifted it off to the side. And then one of our people that we talked about, <laughs> there is Deidre Mayhew. <laughs> I was able to grab a picture of her. And that's she her. was another one of the board ops. Yeah, that's like her dad's Ram Charger or something in the background. I can't remember now. <laughs> wow, man. You've, you've kept went, a lot. I do have a picture of the Q Cruiser somewhere with my blue Pontiac 6000 next to it, but. I couldn't find, I did not, I don't know why I missed it. I don't know why I didn't take a picture of it. Deidre with a cigarette. <laughs> yeah, she had a cigarette. She couldn't let that go. I remember, one thing I remember about her was she was in a car accident yeah. and she came in and she had these huge bruises from the oh, seatbelt yeah. and I felt sorry for her. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't take a picture. So the cute cruiser dubbed was for the AM and the FM. On the AM side, which would have been the side where you see Deidre there on the right, was <laughs> the chicken mobile. Awesome. And I didn't take a picture of the chicken mobile. It was modeled after the San Diego chicken. The mascot. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Imagine that black caravan in the parade. With the chicken with kind the of chicken, leaning, yeah. setting sort of thing. Like the San Diego chicken. It I was think it had a microphone a... with a string, the cable. Oh, hanging my gosh. Up. So, here's, you walk in the main door, right? And here's <laughs> the main lobby. I didn't account for the desks and stuff because I, I really didn't care but here you can kind of see there's there was windows like you see right here into the recording booth this was the am booth that we've talked about on the left yeah and this was the newsroom which was not a newsroom anymore it might have been back in the day when they had big honking machines yeah and the newsroom had some real real machines it had the ap wire yes you remember it did. that it's we still would... there just let me walk this through. Oh, okay go ahead all right i won't so, go too far so <laughs> god damn so here is Carl Favel's office. Yeah, and I was... found this clipping. I've had this clipping for years, but here's old Carl. There he is. My apologies for not knowing how to run this very well. There's Carl and and Bob. Yeah, Bob there we go. In their in his room, basically. So yeah, that was his office. Pan out now, and we can go into our our studio. Maybe if I figure this out, I apologize for like I said. So here you landed a red door. I still remember the red door to this day. <laughs> I uh, didn't account for it, but it's here. Oh, you don't have the uh, on-air lights. I did. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> so you walk down this hallway, and uh, let me get a better overhead shot here for you guys. So down here on the left was our cook machine, our kitchen, so to speak. And that was the only legit place you were supposed to be able to have drinks and food. <laughs> we'll get into yeah, that. Yeah, no one ever. No. no one ever. Especially me being guilty. Sorry, Bob. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Right here was the restrooms. There was a male and female. Male was like right here. Females over here. I think this was the storage room that we talked about with with uh, Bob last night. That was where the chicken rested. Mostly it was all the old reel reels or old CDs, uh, even prizes the prize packs. And stuff. Yeah. yeah, those were all back in there. So we turned the corner and we enter into our booth. <laughs> and I had to put this mural up for Bob, being how much he meant. This was the, the left wall. There's actually another window right here. To the, production the production room. room yeah. But this is Bob. He's over at WOKW 102.9 FM out of Clearfield. He does a Golden Oldies show on Sundays. And that's mm -hmm. him right there. We were talking about the faders that are now slides rather than the pots that, that uh, we talked about on the board. So let me see if I can get this to work just right. 
<laughs> so here is the the board like we were just showing there. There's a couple images of the cart machines that like we had. So you flip a switch, there's the cart machine. Wait till it's about ready to go. Wait for your cute mark. Boom, cart number two. And there was a third one. I couldn't fit the, the pictures yeah. in right well enough. And it was pretty tall. It was a, there was like oh, a tall yeah. counter almost. And it's almost it was just piled up. So you could see people coming in from the newsroom there. Mm -hmm. You could see their heads. And unless you're CJ, who was like six foot five. And right. you could almost, definitely see him almost, coming. This is the speaker. This is our monitor speaker that we had. Yeah. For the And it was actually legit wired to like must have been like an FM tuner or something. Or AM tuner rather. Because if anything happened to the tower, like in a storm, that speaker went dead. And that that's how you knew we Across lost signal. Air, yeah. Again, we were talking about uh, last night specifically. I can't believe you put the salt there it together. Is. I zoomed into the wall. Great. So, so we were talking about the tower control, remote control. I don't know if I can place myself in here or not. <laughs> so here. Oh, yes. Here is the rack that we were talking about. Here's all the patch panels Jason was alluding to. I learned how to rewire that radio station pretty well with these patch panels. I could, there, you were supposed to know because there were times where this was simulcast, meaning both AM and FM were on the same show at the same time. So, yeah. Now, one thing we need to explain, because they had to go through this, I had to do this too, because I didn't learn a whole lot about the technical stuff, but you had to power down the radio station every night. And AM, the AM waves after dark, for some reason, it was like, you could they'll they'll travel a lot farther oh, yes. so you were required by the fcc to essentially power down your radio station at night mm -hmm. and you had to hit this there was a button or something over there right yeah maybe a, a different frequency or something no, you had you to had reduce to, the power and it was literally you just reduced the wattage yeah out of it and i think i can't remember what it was like <laughs> it was like five thousand watts during the day and then at night it dropped down to like 100 or 200 it was something yeah, minuscule it, but Wow, it was weird because, you know, if you've ever listened to AM radio or remember AM radio back in the day, you could hear stations you never heard during the day because the signal would travel farther. So they, they required you right. to power that down. And we had to remember to do that at a specific time, like at dusk or I can't remember exactly when it was. There was a set time was. And, there was, and it was on the schedule too. So yeah. you knew. Power you know, down at this time. At 6.05 and then, you know, two days later it might be 6.08. That, so, that was yeah. an important part of your job right. as a board operator. You know, obviously making sure everything's running smoothly on the air but you had to power that signal down <laughs> yeah 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 this was the remote, the remote control to that to that to the transmitter this reel to reel was primarily primarily used for one of our shows you more so during the day i don't remember using that oh you should know you did it every freaking day <laughs> hello americans i'm paul harvey. oh yeah that was the paul harvey you know what the news is in a minute you're going to hear the rest, rest of, of the, the story. story. So that's where Paul Harvey resided. Good day? Yeah. <laughs> I have that somewhere too. Yeah, we did Paul Harvey. It was it was mainly during the noon hour, I think, yeah. for the for the news. Zoom in. Get, Get the, past uh, the wall. And then we did the rest of the story, I think, later in the day. Yeah. I think that was a separate part. But so oh my God. So here's one of the record players. You can see there's an ear of the second one. This was Jason's monitor speaker for the FM studio. That's uh, always cranked. Yeah. I think that thing can crank out some tunes, let me tell you. So you can see back here, this was actually behind on this wall, behind the rack. But this was our carts for uh, Sun Radio Networks, all the talk shows right here. Mm -hmm. And then it was also our, we joined our joined this program already in progress, whatever show it yeah, was. Just, there's just a ton of whatever you needed. You know, there are specific times when you needed specific carts. Yeah, and there's the one 
one uh, record that's always loaded on that. Yeah, it was. Now the one on the left was, I want to say, was a thirty-three record. Yep. And it was maybe Kenny G or something. I, I don't know. It was. I remember one of the songs was "Silhouette" by Kenny G that you could play, and this one over here, I don't know. It was some random tune, I think. I think it was, but there were times, especially when we, uh, when Penn State won, another one bites the dust. We yeah, that yeah, on. yeah. On Saturdays, uh, when we do Penn State games, we were required by the general manager to play another yep. one bites the dust right after the, uh, Penn the State game. won, right so after the game. Jason signed up. We talked about this, Bob and I, last night on our chat. There was a screen. I don't know if I can do this again. So here was the only place you could have your water, this little corner cabinet. <laughs> Uh, and you could only bring your you could only bring a drink if it was purchased at the radio station. I remember that. <laughs> I so remember. you could only buy the Coke that was out of the I don't remember that stipulation, but yeah, okay. Yeah, it was later on. And then there was a green screen up here. Uh, that was where the old automation for the radio station was. For the I'm sorry, for the FM side. It was a rack-mounted system, and I talked to, to uh, Bob at length with that, how it worked. Then we we're talking about the newsroom. There's the reel-to-reels that Jason was talking about. Oh, yeah. And you had to use the uh, – now, one of them – see, I remember one of them was like uh, an extended uh, song session, basically. So – and I don't know if maybe Bob used it or, or when we exactly used it, but it was set up to where you had like three hours worth of songs or something on there in case something happened or whatever. And did we record – is this where we recorded Johnny Holiday or was it in the satellite room? It, it was – Johnny Holiday sat in this cart machine. Yeah, so Johnny Holiday was like a five-minute sports – show report and you would record it each day you had a card in there and you'd have to go in there i think it was like maybe at 5 30 or 6 30 it was at the bottom of the hour and you had your intros and stuff out there and then you just had to go in there and remember to grab that cart to play and that was about a 10 it. second i think it was about a 10 second like pause or, or yeah so or you had absence. to kind of cue it up a little bit right and that's the one when we talked about work meet the meet the hosts in our episode where we were i was messing with jason <laughs> and uh, it was just fabulous to, to 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 mess with him. You know, he knew what he was doing, but it was still I call it wet behind the ears. I'm like, go get Johnny, go get Johnny. I'll get it. Don't worry, don't worry. And then just yeah, grab the cart, throw it in, and throw it in. We needed that one time. It was just like perfect, yeah. and it was a miracle. So over here is the automation, or or not really the automation. Well, this is where the AP uh, wasn't that the AP wire right there too, right yeah. underneath the headphones. Doesn't work right. But yeah, we would get throughout the day, the AP would send you news stories. You would go in periodically. There you go. <laughs> right the, the, old, uh, the old pin fed, you know, paper and such. And they would send you stories, you know, th periodically throughout the day. And we'd go in every once in a while, and pull them off. So uh, for the, you know, the news breaks and for the, the noon news, We'd go and hand them to Bob, and Bob would, um, yeah, well, we can run this story, or we can run this one. And essentially, sometimes we would rewrite them yeah. to basically, because it's just this, this, this happened, this happened, this happened. You have to rewrite it to make it sound better when you broadcast it on the air. Yeah, that I remember having to go in there and do that periodically, too. And, and every once in a while, I'd just go in there and check and see, because there would be time, you know, when you're, when you're board operating a talk show. You have extended periods where they're doing the talking. So oh, yeah. it's like 10, 15, 20 minutes sometimes where uh, you had, you're just waiting for a commercial to be played. 
So you go in and you just kind of, oh, let me check out the AP wire and see what's happening around the world. Yeah. This station is where I honed my crossword skills because <laughs> we got the progress every day. And I got to the point where I was the only one doing the crossword in yeah. the paper. So, uh, yeah, all of my, uh, my lingo and <laughs> crossword puzzle skills came from working at this radio station. So uh, we were talking about there were there were times, especially more towards the night, where we had to go get a change the satellite feed mm -hmm. with a crystal. So we'd have to run around this booth over here that was super tall, walk around. We, put, we had to put the 60 second so we could run through this door, through this door, back to the sat room, oh, yeah, which is, that, is right there. And there was it was this panel right here. And their crystal sat right up top here. Take this little panel off. Remove a crystal, put the new crystal in, then haul butt back through here, <laughs> right around. I think the quickest I'd had, I had 10 seconds to spare on one of those. <laughs> um, I never timed myself, but I know it was, there was some shows where it was tight. Yeah. And you had to remind yourself and make sure to just get in the habit of, as soon as I pop in this card, I got to run. <laughs> That's it. So that was our new doors kind of, you know, they're luckily all just the push doors, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so then we walked down the hallway. This is our FM booth over here. And we had, I think I remember when I, at least when I was there, there was at least one FM DJ that they would do one segment that was local. I right. think usually. At night was the typical, but sometimes they did a morning CJ, show. Yeah, CJ had it at night. I was thinking there was a at one point they did a morning show. That was there. Ricky Shea. Okay. Who was who was our morning guy? And then it and then eventually we got to playing more satellite feeds. So well, it, it was, was a satellite. That was our backup, which turned into a more full time anymore. The common line for all every answer to most questions was when the phone rang. Hi, can I make a request and dedication? Sorry, you'll you have to call the eight hundred number. Call the eight hundred number. Yes. <laughs> So it was hilarious. There wasn't a local DJ playing it, your music. No, there. every now and then you got a, a, someone that would argue with you. So, no, I won a contest. They said to call this number. No, they didn't. It's not here. <laughs> not so, this station. You, yeah. You got to call Texas. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially. Oh, and yeah, I remember when when CJ was there doing the night shift, he hated because he, uh, he would get the request and he would oblige most some of people. But it was at the time when the song I Swear by, well, there was the country version and then there was the all for one version, which we played. Um, holy crap, there he is. That is our DJ <laughs> CJ. This is my film actually when I got developed. Sorry. This actually, all these lines are like funky yellow, whatever. <laughs> it, it basically distorted it. This saved me. So uh, the black and white writer. He always wore some crazy shirts, too. Yeah, he did. And, and he, he you can't really tell, but yeah, he had a long ponytail. He would tuck it in his shirt, you know, when he had to dress up for something. But uh, he was a trip. He was fun to be around, and he would mess with you, too. And he would play songs that you knew you hated. There, I, was, one in, uh, uh, there was one in particular. We yeah. said this at Meet the Host, host, but there was one night where CJ in particular asked Jason to go to CJ's house record on his stereo all the demo tapes yeah for, he wanted to he basically wanted to make a demo of himself for future radio hiring. stations you know if it, right. something happened or whatever and that's how you're sold that's yeah how you, you're, you're selling your yeah i'm gonna do this hour i'm gonna do this right and you're gonna record it help me record it you know right so he 
he, I walked in, we were just chit-chatting when I goes, Oh, Hey, feel like pissing off Jason right about now. Like, <laughs> Oh, this could be good. So I said, yeah, let's, let's, let's do that. Yeah. Like, okay. So he opens the mic and we're sitting there. Well, I'm waiting for this dramatic, dramatic intro. And all of a sudden he says, well, we got a dear friend of ours or something like this uh, that, that really just favors this song. It's one of his favorites, something. And I want to dedicate it to a good friend of ours, Jason. Uh, it's 500 miles. And before he uttered the words, like he was like on the fuck. <laughs> I'm going to go back to the screen share because I just now noticed it's in this picture. The phone, the light. The lights, if you can see it, you can see it clear. Right down below there, There's yeah. three lights. I don't know if you listen. <laughs> that light was ringing, and CJ picked up the phone. I can't remember where it sat now. I think it was actually on the wall. And uh, it, all I hear through the phone is, I hate that song. <laughs> so it was hilarious. Oh, yeah. And I was, you, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure I said some choice words, but <laughs> the crazy thing is I've, Heard the song a couple of times recently and yeah. haven't turned it. <laughs> Imagine that. That was our FM side that we did. It was automated. This is actually how I made my cassettes, my custom uh, mixtapes. Mix <laughs> it was here. So you you walk back around the hallway. And they had, it was cool because they had a subscription to whatever service to send them. It was the top 40. I can't remember who. Yeah, it was essentially send them the new music new singles they were going to release you know to pop some radio. of their singles somewhere's like like a compilation of like 20 the top 20 songs of right may june whatever yeah it was it was every month so you got the the latest music sitting right there for yeah. you so if there's a song that, that you, you really liked, you, you could essentially just grab the cd i think i made them in maybe the am room too because they had a cd player and then yeah. the cassette player down below you could uh make your own mixtape with the latest music right. you know you well were... me me knowing how to rewire when the when we put the computer on automation there was one kill switch that separated the whole studio from basically the transmitter mm -hmm. so if you hit that kill switch it's on automation so the studio is fair game <laughs> so i would patch over on this rack that was over here i'd patch over into the production room which is here if i can get to see through the wall and you know here's the mixing board uh which i didn't actually use that one much but here's you know how we made our commercials and jingles and spots were all right here here's the actual yeah. recording cart machine that was there i remember writing and rewriting stories on that desk during my internship there that was about it wasn't it? except for like the those the there's some offices in the back for yeah, some of the other uh, so DJ, DJs and news people. And here's the far wall where the where the tape deck. This yeah. is the real real machine. We recorded every single Bison's uh, college course, whatever that we broadcast. Uh, Bob, rather Bob and Carl Senior broadcast. We had to record it, I think, for legalities, just to make sure that we didn't say something, misspeak or something. And here's the tape deck that I recorded all my stuff on. There was a CD player down here, another set of patch panels, and so forth. This was our library, the Canaries. Do remember the Canaries? Oh my gosh, yes. That was all your music bed. So, you know, when you, well, you're probably going to play the weather one or something. It's not this music. It's like this one. Yeah, so it was just like random music that you could pick. You know, like instrumentals. You your, right, so you had your news. 
some people want the agencies and whatever else. We had apes food. So we have apes food with our So it was it was sweet what we did there. Oh, your mix is together, yeah, and then. Yeah, you would. Uh, that's where Bob would cut all the local commercials, and you would see them in there. There's a the window between the AM and FM, or AM and production room, so you could see Bob in there cutting commercials and hear him. And yeah, and like I was saying, that you had an on-air uh, light into each studio. So for the production room and the AM was, it, I think it was just on the left side of the AM. I don't think it was on the other side where the newsroom was. And then down in the FM room. It was like those, it was like a clear plastic with the red lettering and then it would kind of illuminate Yeah. when you essentially flick the switch to go on the air. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you never, never went in while that red light was on or if you did or you had to, it was very quietly because you knew they were on the air, uh, you know, giving a newscast or something. Right. And like I was saying, when we would mix and me, I'm, I'm still nostalgic. I still have all these liners. I recorded every single one before i left and so th- most of my mp3 playlists have been i have put the jingles in from the the qix so i might listen to luck and the best forget the rest qix <laughs> and I, you know i play that all the time i should know it by heart by now so yeah we did that we had promos for espn and stuff jason and i can spout off yeah we can, there's a lot we can do there's a couple from rush limbaugh there's one with like a lady that's singing opera. I did a compilation I for you. Did that. Oh my gosh. As we signed out. Instead of my little typical <laughs> rhyme that I come up with, I got one for that's that'll be our close. Okay. So yeah. Well uh, we need to I we need to take a break and go ahead and go into the interview with Bob at some point here. Yeah, and this would probably be a great time to, to do that. So we'll cut and splice that in so you can hear our, our quick little interview with Bob. Because we have a special guest. Jason is I'll call it almost unaware of who I have brought on the line. <laughs> I'll tell you what, he's been our mentor, a good friend. He taught us a lot of the foundations of what we know as podcasters, broadcasters, and so to speak. So I want to intro him correctly. <laughs> Bob Day, welcome to our humble Memory Jogger podcast. <laughs> Welcome aboard, guys. Good to talk to you, Jason. It's been an awful long time. Wyatt, I talked to you a couple of days ago just kind of in preparation, but great to talk to you. Yeah, it's great to have you on our humble podcast. Uh, we, we've we been podcasting, I'll say collectively, with a myriad of podcasts yeah. for, what, about four or five years now? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. And um, Well, you guys worked at WCPA. You were both still in high school, weren't you? Yes. I was actually right out of high school when I started. I had no idea what I wanted to do. So uh, Wyatt said, come work for us down here. <laughs> so, yeah, it was about a year after I graduated uh, working there. Now, the one thing I remember about Jason, he was an L.A. Lakers fan. Is that true? <laughs> that is still true, sir. Wow. Yes. <laughs> One thing I remember about you, Bob, is you're a walking uh, music encyclopedia. As well, as, I, uh, I, 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 and, and song and maybe even the, uh, the, the, uh, <laughs> the company that put out the record. Yeah, I sometimes can come up with the record label and uh, the whole ball of wax. Yeah. <laughs> you would have been great for our, uh, we went to, um, it's called a retro con up in Oaks, 
Pennsylvania here just over this weekend. Today they had their trivia game, music trivia. I think oh you would have a shoe in. Yeah, you would have walked away with a bunch of stuff. <laughs> uh, how'd you guys do? Oh, we didn't get anything because we uh, we actually were scouring the, the tables for collectibles and stuff and didn't quite make it to the uh, to the trivia. They had a trivia yesterday that was more around television shows and movies and stuff, but didn't didn't get anything on that one either. Well, it's really great that you're keeping the broadcast thing going. I mean, this is, uh, you know, something that uh, has stayed with you. Absolutely. Yes. We've, you know, I got the bug with electronic technology there, uh, there at Votech, and I actually got the job because of, I can't remember his, the, my teacher's name, right? It escapes me right now, but he, his son worked the Sunday night. Uh, I call it the PM shift because it was 6 p.m. to, I think, 11 or one and he was getting ready to go off to college and basically he was uh, raising the hand to, to get us guys if anybody wanted a job there and i had already had three technically three jobs really one but i was a floater for the beard oil company the, the local exxon gas stations mm -hmm. and i bowed out initially because uh, being humble i'm like i already have a job i love to work in radio but i I have a job. Let's have someone else. Two days later, the teacher comes up to me and says, don't you want the job? I'm like, yeah, I, I'm biting at the, chomping at the bit, but I have a job. Hey, you got to learn. You got to raise your hand first sometimes. Okay, here's my hand. Let's go. Yeah. And the next thing I know, I, I, it wasn't really an interview. It was, do you think you can push play on the cart machines? And boom, <laughs> here I am. Uh, um, and you, you took me under your wings. I don't know how many times I called you panicking over the littlest things, <laughs> especially on the old uh, transmitter tower. You know, I, did I do it right? We had a storm yeah. one night, I remember, panicking. It, it, it was all remote control operated uh, over the phone lines, yeah. Right. And I remember panicking like crazy. And then after you got me all settled down, you said, you know what? All the instructions are right there on the side of the, the <laughs> rack. I'm like, are you kidding me? All this time, I never saw that thing there. And you were, you're very gracious because you said, it's not a problem. I'm here to make sure that radio station goes on and make sure, sure you are trained. And hey, you know, I might have skipped the step that, hey, if there's ever a problem, you look on the side of the rack. And here we are, you know, here I am doing, next thing I know, here I am doing broadcast with Jason, uh, podcasting. And well, then, you know, you know the rest, you know, I, I invited him on board about four or five months after I had uh, joined the, the WCPA staff. Right. Uh, and that was, I mean, it, just thinking about that time, like I said, I had no idea what I wanted to do. And, you know, why not? Uh, you sit in front of a board, you listen to Rush Limbaugh and Gene Burns for half the day. And uh, <laughs> it was, uh, it was fun. It was fun. And, uh, uh, Mr. Falvo, uh, senior is the one that really kind of gave me the push into you, you've got a pretty good voice and, uh, doing a few newscasts here and there, you know, and got more comfortable with it. And, uh, yeah, Carl was a longtime general manager. He passed yes. away a few years ago. Yes. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. I, I, I remember seeing that. that. Um, but I guess, you know, we we're talking about our jobs since you were on the line with us. Tell us a little bit about your uh experience with radio i guess and just in general and how you got into it and and so forth 
Well, it's coming up on 50 years ago, guys. I started in uh, December of 1967 at WCPA. I remember the first song I played on the air, Monday morning, December 14th, 1967. I played Hello, Goodbye for the Beatles. Nice. <laughs> and uh, I thought at the time, you know, maybe six months and I'd go to the big city, but uh, I, I turned out I liked it. And it's, it's, it's been a, it'll be like I say, it'll be 50 years this uh this December that I've been in Clearfield. Were you a, were you a, well, you say 50 years in Clearfield, so you were a transplant, you came out of, a, or came in or moved in from another part of the country? Yeah, I grew up, uh, I grew up in Michigan, not too far out of Detroit, Michigan, yeah. Answered an ad in Billboard magazine to get a job. Wow. wow. <laughs> That's great. That's awesome. So, yeah, and then you were, I, I just remember you as Mr. Everything there. I mean, news and uh, well, absolutely. In a small market, we did we did news. We did a, a DJ show. We did sports, high school football, high school basketball, whatever uh, whatever the station wanted. We'd go to the county fair and we broadcast live from the fair. We'd do a live remote. I, I can remember we broadcast soapbox derby. You know, I just whatever needed to be done. We we broadcast the harness racing live. Come to think of it, wow. that's awesome. Yeah. Now, when you guys were there, was that the, the sports at night, uh, the talk show? Yes, we had. Uh, in fact, I still have most, if not all, the liners. At the time, I thought it was copyright infringement, so I kept <laughs> it under wraps for many, many years. Jason knew I had them, so I didn't do much with it as far as public knowledge. But it's been twenty, at least 23 years for me being in the military. I, 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 I think it's safe, yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and there's, I think they're on their second owner, so I don't think I'm at any fear of anything right now. But uh, yeah, we had Sports Bite Line USA. We had Sun Radio Networks and the, the yep. myriad of shows that they carried. Uh, we had big bands. Did a lot of live broadcasts too. We did uh, uh, college uh, football, college basketball. Yeah. Yeah, I remember doing uh, Penn State games on Saturdays, and if they won, I had to uh, play Queens. Another one bites the dust. Absolutely. Uh, we used to do a warm-up show uh, before the games. Uh, we played all. Uh, these Penn State fight songs and all those things. You know, and we're we're what forty miles out of uh, State College, right. but back then uh, they weren't. Every game wasn't on TV. I mean, radio was uh, was the only way you could get the games back then. Right, and I still remember. I don't know if you still do this, Bob. There, working at the the newer I call it the newer radio station of Clearfield WOKW. Do you still po uh, broadcast rather? Uh, saying it's uh, left or le uh, sorry, left or right across your AM dial. <laughs> we do, <laughs> believe it or not. Carl Carl Falvo's son Mark helps me with the football broadcast. He he does the color for me and the play by play that I do, and we still say left or right across your radio dial, unless you don't have a radio dial. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, old habits. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you can't teach an old dog new tricks or something like that. I don't know. Of course, it's really different. I mean, when I started, we used tape, and we spliced tape with a razor blade and stuck it together when you wanted to edit something, you know, and now it's all electronic. But we, yeah. we did it reel-to-reel the hard way. Right, and I'm, I'm holding up. I know you can't see this, uh, Bob, and, and hopefully you'll have time maybe at the station to use YouTube. Uh, and see the show after we do it. But I'm holding up a tape. It's not one from WCPA, not that they can do anything <laughs> about it now. But uh, I worked at a second radio station after I joined the Air Force. I couldn't couldn't kill the bug within me to work in radio. 
but there I swiped uh, one of the carts <laughs> there. Oh, yeah. So I'm yeah. holding it which, up right which, now. It looked just like an eight-track tape to anybody that remembers what an eight-track tape looks like. It had one difference. It was just one track, and it had a little wheel in it that drove up against the drive shaft as opposed to just a, a pressure that the eight-tracks uh, used back in the day. Right. Right. And that's what I'm, like I say, I'm showing to our audience. We have about uh, 100 to 150 downloads consistently. That's uh, neat. So, uh, but yeah, I'm holding up one of our carts right now that we got, had, you know, we, we know. I kept it as nostalgia because uh, uh, I'm sentimental. I probably have half my house's sentimental stuff. <laughs> I, did, I did a talk at one of the area schools here not too long. It's been a couple of years now. Uh, the West Branch School District, which is close by. Mm -hmm. And I took in a 45 RPM record and a 33 and a third RPM record and a, uh, a, a cassette. And I held them all up and said, does anybody in the room, I think they were all sixth graders. I said, does anybody know what any of these items are? That's awesome. And did any raise their hand? No, well, I got it. Somebody said, well, my dad has one of those in his truck. You know? right. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've got two sons and a daughter now. And uh, my two oldest sons, they, I've subjected them to pretty much everything that I grew up with and tried to get them to, okay, here's a Walkman, here's a cassette, get it to work, you know. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, for the most part, they've done well. Uh, they forget what each thing is called and, and that sort of thing. But, you know. It, Did you know there, this is something you may or may not go know? Before 8-track tapes, they actually developed a 4-track tape. And that was the first uh, thing that came out for, for in your automobiles. But it, it just didn't last. It was out for a few months. And boom, they went right to the 8-track. Wow. Okay. Did not know that one. I even had it. I even had a 45 RPM player in one of my cars back in the 60s. <laughs> I've seen that. I saw an ad. It's been many years ago, but I saw an ad. And I think that's how RCA kind of came to fame back in the day because that was their, or I'm sorry, Motorola, because it came out of Motorola. You're rolling your car, <laughs> rolling tunes, I think is how they tried to uh, sell it. Uh, well, true. I, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's fascinating what they've done. I remember us there at WCPA, uh, more so on the on the FM side, WQIX, where they uh, switched from those, and I still remember it to this day. And uh, again, I guess Bob, you're gonna just really have to trust me on this. I found pictures. It's not from the studio, but I found the automated, the old rack mount uh, automations uh, with the reel to reel. Not real to real, but you remember the okay. carousel cart machines that we had? Okay. Our, our original our original automation was real to real. Oh, really? Okay. And uh, they had a real to real automation with the uh, with the carousels for the carts. And the the thing is, you had to go in every so often and change the real to real because they'd run out. Right. And uh, the, the guy that was in AM, he was in charge of changing the reels on the FM. <laughs> <laughs> I remember being in the AM room and the reel-to-reel -reel was in that room adjacent to the it. And there room, was yeah. a, a reel set up, I, I guess, for emergency purposes or something with no. music yes. on it. Well, that might have been for emergency, but I remember that was the only – that's how we got our on the road with Jeff Brooks was off of that reel-to-reel. -reel. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't ever remember using it very I often. I used it I quite a bit on Saturdays. The, oh, okay. <laughs> I remember going into and having to uh, change the satellite station, you know, 
during a break at the yep. top of the hour when we're going to, you know, and it was always shows. a 60 second spot or break or something. <laughs> so we knew we could literally run between, I think three sets of doors, change the crystal out of the, the sat room yeah. to run back through those three doors, run around the console, which was that U shaped <laughs> C shaped rather. And have the right network on the air. Yes. 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 <laughs> but, uh, I was saying about how you transitioning for technology. We had those, the rack, those, two racks at least in my era i remember having to change out the the carts for the the different djs that played and one of them jonathan wolf johnny wolf now is what he goes by that used to be on that uh the abc network which is now i think westwood one or i don't know who owns yep. it anymore yeah um but i remember changing jonathan the, wolf. yeah it was jonathan <laughs> wolf up until what about i think 10 years ago he oh, just really? decided to I change it to johnny wolf like- yeah, he's the only name I remember from that satellite yeah. service. But You'd have to keep an eye on the clock so that you knew which hour uh, somebody was going to change, and then you had to change the, the whole set of, uh, uh, of liners to match uh, the new DJ. Yep. Right, and then there was the, the main, I'll call it the main computer sat in the FM studio, which wasn't much. It was just the monitor, and a, a, I don't think it was a full keyboard like we would know it. It was like a, a specialized keyboard that might have had maybe a dozen, 20 buttons on it to know to go forward, backwards, to set the schedule, play, mm-hmm. stop, whatever. And then in the AM side, we actually had to watch it and keep tune with it, time rather, to make sure it was kind of still in cue or in check because we still had to accurately play spots when their tones came down for it. It's and, amazing how it all worked. You know what I mean? But uh, Even for that uh, older technology. And then when we've got that Digilink, the Arrakis 3 Digilink, or digitally right. three, whatever it was. One in AM, one in FM, and uh, one in the production room. Right. And I was just in awe and how how much was sat on that box. Yet everything that was in the library, in our in our spots, our, our promos, our liners and jingles, fit all in that one little hard drive. And we thought that was overwhelming at that, you know, in 1993, 94. <laughs> yep. And now we're here. We are looking at two terabyte, three terabyte, whatever. In our in your phone, <laughs> you've got you've got more memory in your phone than all three of those computers had combined. That's right. I got kind of the raw end of the deal because I ended up going to uh, college and getting a, a radio broadcasting degree, and it was right at the time you know that the digital really influxed. But <laughs> our professors. We were still splicing reel to reel. They wanted us to learn. Right. So I got like a, a, an education backwards and reel to reel and still using carts and such. And then also learning the digital software. So it yeah. was a unique experience like in the mid late nineties there. Yeah. Yeah. Because, uh, well, you know, some radio stations still had that equipment. That's the way you went. Right. 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 Not everybody had switched over yet. That's amazing. Hey guys. Great talking to you. <laughs> this is awesome. I, 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 I'm sure you have better things to do than reminisce about WCPA, but I, I want to thank you for, for being a part of this. And like I said, we're, we're still going to have, uh, there's a, actually a part B to this. Uh, again, you'll have to trust me and maybe borrow someone's computer and do a YouTube for us. The reason being, I, I'm very, I, I can really, I have a good memory when it comes to buildings and layouts and stuff. And I was able to conjure up, Jason doesn't know this till now, I have a floor plan. <laughs> Uh, of WCPA, WQIX, most everything I remember almost in its exact spot, short of... Well, I'm glad you have it because that is now a parking lot. That's very true. <laughs> uh, I don't have the front office desks very well, and I don't have your, you know, the program director of the sales rooms very well, but I was able to get, uh, I know that 
the booths pretty well. I remember there's a storage room, which I didn't even know existed up until like the last month I was there where the chicken suit <laughs> remained resided rather. Oh, you just scared, scared. That's right. They had, a mas- had the San Diego chicken as the mascot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, what I have going on pictures on the wall, I was able to figure this program out. So I have a, I'll call it a reproduction, a picture I found on the internet of the old Ampro board that we used for the AM. Yes. I have uh, a picture of the room. I still have a picture of the rack where the remote control to the transmitter sat. You know, and today where most most uh, boards have, have slide uh, volume controls, you know, uh, they're pots. Right. But uh, that one had the had the had the knobs. Right, yeah. and so did the FM in the production rooms also. Yep. And I still have those original photos, uh, short of the AM console. I don't know what why I never took a picture, or, or maybe my film didn't develop that. But I have a picture of the the production room, the FM studio with CJ uh, at the board. CJ. I have a newspaper clipping from a while ago when Carl Sr. was still around. It was you and and Carl posing for, I think it was a Rotary Club or something. I can't remember. It was in the progress. But it's in his <laughs> office, I'll call it, that I've rebuilt. I have the picture of the uh, the newsroom, the carts, and the Digilink monitor and the one of the one of the two record players there on the am console and those were the great big uh, turntables that they yeah. would hold a 16 a 16 inch uh, record yeah yeah they were big monsters i remember that it was always queued up to like kenny g or something in case uh technical difficulty <laughs> <laughs> yeah technical dif- and then there was that cart that yeah. said we're experiencing technical difficulties you stand by <laughs> He's still, he's, uh, I think he's looking for that sound bite now, but we are experiencing technical <laughs> difficulties. Please stand by. Uh, can you hear this, Bob? I don't know if you really can hear this. Well, play it. I'll try. <laughs> he's crank it up a little bit. You can. Now, it doesn't, doesn't come through on this end, but I'm sure the folks are, are hearing it there. So, <laughs> pretty crazy. But... That is super. Ever so nice to talk to you. Thanks for remembering me. Oh, yeah. your, your your first jobs were classic, guys. Right. And, you know, kind of as my, again, virtual mural, I have you. I found a picture of you. I think it is actually from Facebook, but it's you turned turned around in the WOKW. I think you were wearing a red shirt. I can't remember. Oh, uh, that's, that's, the, uh, that's the picture they use on our website, WOKW.com, uh, for my Sunday Super Gold show. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I put that right in the AM room proudly because, uh, that that was your booth, as far as I'm concerned. That was <laughs> okay, you. You were guys. you were you were Mr. WCPA, and you know, for me, you were the local celebrity. When I got to meet you, I was like, oh, I can actually get to make Mr. Clearfield <laughs> himself. You know, uh, you're too kind, guys. I do appreciate well, it, it. I just want to say thank you too, because it, between you and between Carl, that's what kind of pushed me into broadcasting. And uh, I, if you do remember, I did come back for uh, like an internship for a while. Uh, I think it was during the summer between my junior and senior year in college and uh, just kind of learned the ropes, learned the production room news, how to, you know, uh, yep. we had to do it stuff. all. Yeah. Fortunately or unfortunately, you know, my plan was to come back home and possibly get a job there. And, but I met this girl and I decided <laughs> to stay in the South and, you know, turns out, you know, the, like you said, the, the radio station is now a parking love, lot. Love wins out. Huh? <laughs> so yes, it did. But uh, thank you for that. Uh, okay. it, you were a real inspiration, I think, to both of us. Yeah, we, you were. Uh, 
We do. Okay, we thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Okay, Bob. Yep. Well, take care of yourself. Bye-bye. I hadn't talked to him in years. I had seen him a couple times because we, well, you know, our family will go home once a year to visit my uh, parents and friends and extended family uh, when we get the chance. And uh, it, Bob essentially just walked to work. He would walk around town. Oh, yeah. Walk down to the station. So I would see him all the time on the street and beep say hello. And uh, I think there was one point where I did catch up with him or meet him, see him walking and say hello. And he's, you know, he's still, my dad will run into him once in a while too. And, uh, he remembers, uh, me working there, but that was great that, you know, we got to, you set that up and yeah. got to talk with him. I hadn't talked with him in a long time. And a lot of what, you know, pushed me into doing radio broadcasting and, and making that a, uh, my college major had to do with Bob and well, Carl too. Right. Carl, even though he was, uh, essentially the dictator there. He he could recognize people's talents. He knew. I think he knew that you were technical geek. Yeah, and I was he, more he, the technical. You eventually earned his trust a little more. I think. Yeah, to some degree. There was a couple fouls. Bob actually might remember this. I didn't talk bring it up, but there was one night where the the engineer came in and decided to clean the carts. And while oh, we're, yeah. we're here, <laughs> again, this is a similar. We usually had the gray one, so it's gray with like a I'll call it a smoked very light smoke it was almost clear top so here comes the the engineer coming to clean out the machines and it's just rubbing alcohol but i know rubbing alcohol grabs the tapes it grabs that magnet that magnetic tape like crazy so here we are we're in the middle of a bison football game and it's being broadcast <laughs> over i think it was actually over the cell phone it might have been the marty yeah but uh nonetheless you know it ate the one promo tape that we had and it was it was a compilation so they basically squeezed like three sponsors into a 30 second or they might have squeezed two sponsors into the 15 second whatever yeah and like bob would come back a billboard yeah right and and we were talking about the cue speaker so underneath the desk we'd hear bob once we hit the commercial we hear bob say okay throw me a 30 throw me a 60 however he thought the game was going well here's Mr. Engineer, I still don't remember his name. He's sitting there cleaning. Ate the tape. Face. Ate the tape. And I'm like, okay. What are you gonna do now. <laughs> and I couldn't. I, for some reason, I couldn't. Well, the other, the only other, we had two. That's what what it was. We only had two of those tapes. That's why I couldn't play it again because it was already playing that first one. Couldn't go to the other one, and he was already starting to work on that second one. So I had to throw the technical difficulties guy up. <laughs> Um, which I've already played. Experiencing technical difficulties. Please yeah. stand by. We are experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. And you get that in the middle of the game, and they call up wondering what in the world is going on. Right, and it still plays, and it plays on. It plays on. <laughs> and Bob is going, okay, Mr. Bloom. Okay. Um, what's going on? But let's, let's go back to the game. The engineer is sitting there. We on the uh saying i know bob just wait i screwed up <laughs> and uh yeah he, he did get you off the hook for that he, he did and then bob finally called on the cell phone the old bag phone you know they're like this big <laughs> and he calls me up and says hey what's going on and grabbed the phone from my hand told told bob that's my fault I, they need the maintenance i don't know why i picked the night of all nights but it ain't the tape it should be salvageable just let it spin a while it should be fine 
Sure enough, it, it cleaned up. We were fine the rest of the night, but that one moment, <laughs> we were off air essentially for like five minutes. I don't know how long it was, but uh, then yeah, I got the phone back and he said, "Okay, that's why we have this." Made the announcements. Yeah, and see that, and that was the thing too. We were brought in as board ops in. Even though that that contract said announcer, we were legally allowed to go on the air. There was like a sub policy that said, <laughs> unless you're full time, you don't. Well, if there's a tornado outside, you don't open that money. Right, right. So and we weren't qualified according to you know the higher powers. Thanks to thanks to Carl and showing favor to Jason. Yeah, he did show me some some favor in that he's like, well, you got a pretty good voice, and I think you could uh, start doing some announcements, start doing some uh, short little news updates even the weather. And I started doing that because I, my shift went from, okay, we need you, you know, Saturday for Penn state. We need you Sunday. We need you, you know, this overnight shift or whatever. And I had a regular shift from, it was probably like 12 to six or seven, yeah. maybe. I think it was probably like 630 because it's right after John Johnny Holiday. Holiday. That's right. So 630. So I would come in, essentially watch them do the news, the new news. And then after that, we had uh, the Gene Burns show and then Rush Limbaugh. And I had to somewhat dress up because it was still business hours and, you know, customers, people would come in and yeah. stuff. So he wanted me to kind of dress up a little bit. So I had to dress up a little bit. And then uh, he got to the point where, I, all right, so try doing, uh, you know, the, the news that I think it was after the actual, the, the later news at maybe five, because I ran... I ran the board for Bob. Bob sat in the guest or the second spot or stood yeah, yeah. off to the side where the other mic was to do the like five o'clock news. Okay. And I ran the board for that. And then there was another news update somewhere before I left. And I walked in and Deidre walked in one day. She was coming in after me and I did the little news break, minute news she was or whatever. So shocked that you She's allowed. like, wait, you're, you're on the air. You, you can open up the mic. And he's like, yeah, they, they're letting me They're You know, and that's how I got kind of, you know, pushed into it. And I, it, it, even at one point during the, it was before we went to the Penn State game. So I would come in Saturday morning. I can't remember what program was on or something. And we would go to, uh, usually, you know, one o'clock start was Penn State. But there was a, there was a new news they did on the weekend, I think maybe through ABC that was extended. But there was about 35 minutes or 40 minutes of, whatever they didn't know what to plug in before the Penn State game right. came on we didn't do any really too much pre-show so they gave me 40 minutes to play music and I wasn't I didn't necessarily that was like I was essentially the DJ but I never announced I never opened up the mic just to say that was Steely Dan that was you know they Kenny G Tom Petty <laughs> yeah it was all uh oldies they were the oldies station at that time it was right. oldies you know 60s 50s 60s 70s but I got to play like 40 minutes of music on, it was on the turntables Yep. and I had a few breaks. So I remember doing news. I remember doing weather and you know, there's always a couple commercials in there to play. And eventually that went away. I can't remember what we went into an, a satellite show for 40 minutes yeah. or something. Yeah. Cause I guess Carl didn't, not saying that I was bad going back and forth between music, but I, he wanted something more there. Yeah. They gave me a little more leeway with, <laughs> Opening the mic, what yeah. I was what I was able to do there and uh it was great you know it was really great memories and as we you know we're talking with Bob a lot of them kind of flooded back I think some for him too right and it was it was you know I believe we talked about it in the interview where 
you know, the, the station is no longer there. It was bought out. The, the whole building was leveled for more parking right, right there next to the progress. And it's all the QIX is still there. WCPA is still there, but it's run. Well, it's actually now bought out completely. There yeah. was one, one group called first media bought both entities at that time. I think this is around Oh five Oh six in that time frame. And then just recently, I just learned that they were separated. So now it's, an, it's, a, it's still even a different company. So one owns QIX, another owns WCPA. So it's a completely different. Uh, yeah, and it's mainly sadly, it's just been gone. Yeah, and there's no, there's no, you know, local. I don't believe there's any local uh, DJs there running that. I think it's all satellite or, or something. I don't know anymore. They they were trying to bring back was kind of kind of the comedy of it, right? So. We were a local radio station at WCPD, WQX, and the only competition we really had was WOKW. The live was just news and stuff, and if we could hire a DJ, then we'd have someone live. Mm. But most of the time, it was satellite. So there was, to me, that was kind of the, 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 the comedy of it is, yeah, we might be able to be a local radio station. We're still satellite, and then Johnny Wolf, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. uh, which he's still around, by the way. I just found him on TuneIn. Oh, yeah. Uh, so okay. he's around. But anyway, he, I'm Jonathan Wolf. That's how it, we knew him as Jonathan Wolf. About 10, 15 years ago, he changed his name, I guess, to freshen up the, the image. So, uh, but yeah, so then you had WOKW, which did have a local DJ for a little bit, but they were a competition. And then when First Media bought them out, they were they were trying to sell themselves as we, we actually have DJs in studio. Yeah. yeah. But you're also a corporation that owns. <laughs> so you, you, yeah. you kind of did a, this, you still did it. It's a fine line, I guess you'll yeah. say, but. Uh, Glad I that uh, WOKW uh, Bob got to go over there and is still. He's been there for almost. He said almost a, uh, a decade now. Okay. And he still does the the bison any type of bison sh- football baseball basketball. He still covers that with Carl Jr. Actually, Mark. Mark is his name. Is it Mark? I'm yeah. sorry. My apologies. But yeah, Mark. Mark Falvo. Yeah, he's the color man. Bob is the play by play. And they've been covering bison football for a long time. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that, that's cool that he's still he's still got essentially I think about the same gig because I still hear him when we are home doing commercials. Well, more of that stuff. I don't know. He, I think he does some news uh, and news updates, and then he's got his Sunday morning show. I think he said Solid Gold or Solid Gold, what yeah. he calls it. Um, it's about three hours of uh, what we would call, I oldies. guess, oldies, but uh, you know, fifties, sixties. 70s music and he's essentially doing his thing that he does when he's not at the station yeah. uh you know djing at parties and weddings and and all that stuff uh and that's i think at him at his best i love yeah. uh to hear him spin records and, and like i said in the interview he's just a walking music encyclopedia you know a lot of the stuff i learned coming into broadcasting and stuff i pulled from him and his his uh, experience up until that point, and right. now he's still got you know twenty five years beyond that, right? Right <laughs> beyond that from when we were there. So that was really fun, and it's a really great job memory. It is that we have shared and working there at that station. I man, I appreciate you putting the time and effort into that was fun. doing the whole three D model, and uh, you know, I knew you had all the liners and. I've used it for ringtones, but he managed to rig all that up here through his mixer. And I mean, this has been fun. Yeah. This has been before great. Before we go, before we sign out. Okay. Can you think of one or two fun moments that we did at the radio station that we did, but we were probably going to get you know hung up or strung up by either Carl or Bob, but we got away with it. Now we can kind of talk about it. Uh, well, Bob one, can now laugh about it. Now, 
the overnight, I remember honing my my skills of Minesweeper. Remember that game? <laughs> yes. The out in the out in the front office was you know was all the the salespeople and then uh, what's her name the receptionist there Swatsworth something yeah so they that. had you know the computers of the day Carrie Swatsworth out there and uh, we go out there and fire those up play games yeah. out there because the one you know the DigiLink in there I don't think had any games or anything no so we would cut on uh, there's a speaker out there I would cut on oh and the fax machine yeah that's where we, all the news came out too <laughs> we would get news reports by fax yep. from the the state police county police basically all the all the police yeah. stations would come uh out and so we, and it would sometimes just be a little handwritten thing accident here uh fire here right. you know <laughs> i remember that it all came through the fax machine yep. so yep. i had to translate what they the information that they sent into a news story that was part of uh, my internship as well. But yeah, I'd go out there, turn on the computer and play that Minesweeper where you, you know, click on the, there's all those gray boxes and you could make it whatever size you wanted to right, make it right. to and how many bombs in there. Yep. And you click on it and you see what square has is touching and how many bombs is next to that one and played a lot of that. So yeah, I was, I would turn on the speaker out there. Yep. I think I you might've showed me this trick. I probably did because uh, I was out there playing the, there was a fighter game back before really the big you know, video games, 3.1, Windows 3.1. So I'd get out there and I, I know I got caught. I had to have gotten caught because I was so, so close of a call because <laughs> I'd see a light come up and it's usually Bob and you couldn't miss when he did drive up, he drove up in a thing of Ford Taurus or something wagon. And I'm like, oh, crap. And you just hit off. You didn't shut down like you do. You just hit off the power button, yeah. turn off the radio, run back in, and just – I would casually walk into the the, the window. Oh, yeah. Because, you, you know, there's the window. You could see it. So I just make it look like I was just kind of pacing back and forth. <laughs> and it wasn't too long after that. There was a big, nice notice on our on our billboard, bulletin board, that said no one can use the front office computer. <laughs> Got me. <laughs> Um, I don't remember them catching us, but I didn't do, I don't remember doing too many overnights, but I do, I do remember going out and doing that. I remember two, what else? two key points. There's probably thousands more in my head, but one, one, we kind of honed another skill that was called rapping with the CD player. We had a lot of uh, time on our hands sometimes, both of us. And we would sit there sometimes he'd, he'd be just coming off a shift. I start calling on and be like an hour or two before he went home and we grabbed Aerosmith was typically the one we do it. And it was, one of them was, it's amazing. We'd hit the little tap on the, try to pseudo wrap our, <laughs> our Aerosmith. That was one gig that we CD did. turntable, yeah. And you actually made me one. I just started up in the Air Force and you made me a mixtape. And one of those was on there. I can't find it now. But uh, you did make me that cut. Uh, oh, the rapping. The, the rapping. It was hilarious. Because it was a, those CD players were better than our own because it had the little fast forward and rewinds that yep. you could just kind of, go through the song versus just skipping you know right right and uh those were the the industrial models at the time yeah. i guess so you could yeah do a lot more and that's i guess kind of how we got into messing with those yeah the second one was i would push the threshold with food and i started getting the hankering for salt and vinegar chips of all places we're not allowed to have food in there and i would bring in the stinky stuff <laughs> uh, and i was forgetful so i'd ask jason often because I'd forget, I'd stuff it, and, you know, during the night, during my shift, I'd stuff on the side of the console in a little tiny, I'll call it a little pocket. But then I'd forget that I had it there, and I'd walk out that night. Oh, dude, Jason, i call him up. Jason, can, can you move my chips to the bottom of the, the one in the newsroom? There's a <laughs> shelf there in behind, like, the records or whatever was back there. Yeah, I'll do it. I don't know. I called him often about that. 
So to cover my tracks, I got wise to the clean lady stuff was also in the kitchen. So I grabbed the bottle of Pledge. Probably went through a lot of Pledge with me. And I would just mace the place with Pledge <laughs> all over to try to mask the salt and vinegar chips. I just, just let it, it, it was a, it'd be the slow-mo. It was like, <laughs> and I'd walk the room trying to make sure I got it all soaked into the carpet uh, to try to mask uh, uh-huh. that. Well, smell. it was it, one other thing I do remember too is we found, I don't know if we found them or if we somehow stumbled onto the keys to that storage room. Yeah, we found it, which we, it was locked. Yeah. And we, you know, and I don't, I remember like right before I started working at the station, they'd ran a contest in the mall at one of the, uh, I can't remember which store it was. It was a clothing it, it, store. It was a sports, it was a sports one. Um, like anyway. A, like a kind of a sports authority, but. So you, you know, you pop in your name, address, and phone number to win a t-shirt. And I, they chose me and I won a t-shirt. And he was so jealous because he worked at the station and never even got a t-shirt. You know, and t-shirts are still the coveted item. You know, yeah. you want a free t-shirt. And I think you, did you eventually get one or i you got me one i got you one while you were well, interning. I think, yeah i think bob gave like me that. a couple or something and i've ended up giving one to you somehow but i remember going back in the storage room and they had like a cd singles from whatever random band that they just never played never used they put them in prize packs or something so i remember swiping a few of those yeah yeah it wasn't anything major i don't ever remember taking you know uh t-shirts or anything i do they did have the letterhead Back I've, I've swiped a couple of those. I still have them in my memory. <laughs> and there were like some, to scan them in. some stickers or something too that Probably. had that logo yeah. that you were showing that was on the contract. Yeah. So yeah, we we made our way into there, and the chicken. I remember the chicken being in the satellite room because I think they moved it. So when they were prepping for an event, they moved the, it the out there to, whatever, to remind you. I remember coming in that room one day, and I came in for. Um, I think I came in to change the. Well, I think I came in to change the chip. The, the crystal from uh-huh. the satellite source came in there. I think I, that's why I had, I had 10 seconds left. Cause I, I just scared the crap <laughs> walked in that room and there it is right up against that rack. I'm like, Ooh! Oh, that's a chicken suit. But it just took, you don't expect it. Cause that's also where our time cards, our time clocks, everything was at. That's right. Our paycheck right. roll there. So it was just, you walked in and you just didn't expect it. Say what the? <laughs> it's like five nights at Freddy's. <laughs> yeah, seven with it. But yeah. But yeah, it was, we had a blast. Yeah. Know? Like I said, we could go on and on, but it was, it was just a fun. I do remember doing, uh, being with Bob at one remote at the fair. Like we were uh, doing, yeah. And I do remember, yeah, I, uh, I was never the mascot, but for some reason I have a memory of maybe riding along with one in of the, the, girls uh, the, the Q cruiser while, uh, I think it was Jennifer. I can't remember her last name. She was the chicken for a couple of times while during the parade. Cause I, I have this memory of being in the parade. I think it was the Halloween parade. And we were actually playing the satellite feed and they, they started playing some like Halloween songs, like thriller and stuff. And I was like, Oh man, this was working out perfectly. Right. There was no DJ at the, at the board. Uh, yeah, we didn't, we weren't doing a remote. It was just basically blaring the radio station and the chicken being there. So, <laughs> but I have that memory. So yeah. there's a, I've got a few other ones outside of the station and working there and, and doing some fun things like that and learning how to, how Bob did the remotes. And yeah. I do remember being in the FM a couple times for remotes. I think maybe with CJ yeah. doing live broadcast for a couple of hours. And I had to man the, the FM board, get it, bring it off the satellite and go back to the satellite when we were done with the remotes. That was one thing I didn't do too much of for all the experience I had there, especially mm-hmm. the mechanics, the, you know, the, the technical side of it. I knew how to bring it online. 
but I never sat there in that booth. And I know yeah. that's where Deidre, she did a lot of the, the FM stuff. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm scrolling through my list here so that some of my people can, our fans can listen. Uh, we had this one. It's the weekly top 40 countdown all the way to number one on <laughs> QYX 93.5, Clearfield County's biggest hits. The weekly top 40. D's. Rick D's and the hits. Yeah, she would come in on, and run him on, I think it was Saturday. Was it Saturday mornings? Yeah, it was Saturday mornings, and it was one or the other. I, there was another another one uh, that was on there uh, during the weekend. Top 40 or? Casey Kasem. Oh, okay. Casey Kasem. Yeah, we, we did do, down we, on did we do both. We were doing both, weren't we? We were doing both. There was oh, basically yeah. their own competition. I don't have it there. But I, yeah, but, I do have the liner. But, uh, yeah, she it was back-to-back. So she'd do one or the other first and the opposite second. Yeah. She sat there. Maybe it was, it was one in one in the morning, one at night, or afternoon, or yeah, maybe, I mean, afternoon. maybe it wasn't back back to back. But, but it yeah. was it was but it was the show was on CD, so she would literally just sit there and read or whatever. And it, I I coined the phrase we got the radio ear, so I would drone out of stuff, <laughs> and then you'd hear that cue, perk up, hit the cue, <laughs> and go. So she would basically do that. She had the CD show on, and it would you know cut one was the intro, the first ten minutes, whatever, and then she'd pot it down like we call it, hit the commercials liner play pot it back up mm-hmm. and here's rick d we're back and, yep. and there they, that was the show so it was, it was like i said it was it was a fun to work there uh, yeah, one of our most time. coveted memories i think working at wqax wcpa i know we have more antics there yeah and i i did have a couple summer jobs after qix when i was in college i came back and i worked for appalachian wood on the overnight shift and that was basically they made kitchen cabinet doors and i'd did a couple different jobs there. It kind of sucked. <laughs> not, you know, it's it was a nothing check. against manufacturing work and, and everything. And I'm kind of in that business now <laughs> just with, you know, printing, yeah. printing presses. But, and then the worst job I ever had was one summer I worked for the Walmart distribution center up on the hill. Uh, Woodland, yeah. And I worked on the shipping docks. So that, whole place had something like 11 miles worth of conveyor belts and there was i think 30 shipping doors yeah. on that back line and you had the conveyors that would come down and extend right into the uh the tractor trailer and you would essentially just be stacking boxes all day and there would be some non-conveyable stuff to come on like bikes and beanbag chairs and entertainment centers that they'd stop your line to throw that stuff on the end and you had to kind of deal with that, you know, as you, right. as you went and your stuff would get backed up and those trailers were hot, you know, this is during the summer. Uh, once in a while you get a trailer with a, a roof that was see-through, you know, yeah, like yeah. a solar roof, uh, which made the thing even hotter. And it was hell. It was, the, it was physical labor. And my dad was the dr- guy driving those trucks Yeah, out. he would drive the, the trailers out. But, yeah, I, I like stopping at, you know, at QIX. Those were the good, what we talked about the now was the right. good job. I think uh, that rounds it up for us. Yeah, yeah, that was that was fun. Hope you guys uh, enjoyed the, the interview, too, with Bob. And be fun if we can find some more people like that I from try- our childhood or yeah, I'm trying to find, whatever. Uh, yeah, we'll have to think of some other guests we can have on yeah. to kind of jog our own memories. <laughs> right, but uh, yeah, this was great. We're going to be, what is our next memory jogger? I I don't know. We need to like kind of pull up the list because I'm I'm kind of at a loss for uh, what some of the other topics we were considering at the time. Well, I know you wanted to get into um, our VHS 
library. I was thinking maybe we'll be doing going to do our cassettes and yeah, mixed the mixed cassette and, that was one of them that we were going uh, to do. We had thought about doing something like that. There was one theme parks, was theme the parks and kind of field trips. There we go. Ooh, so yeah, we did like our end of the year trips at school, uh, some of the places we visited and. Uh, the amusement parks, Hershey, Kennywood, uh, that might be fun to get into. Oh, there's a good one. Maybe uh, yeah, if we ever get winter down there where I'm from, we can do some winter memories, sled riding and all that stuff. It's almost going to be Halloween. We can invite people to go back and do listen to our Halloween episode. Or we could add to it. <laughs> I don't, I'm sure we can think of things for Halloween. Uh, I, think more, I think we covered it pretty good. Yeah. Now, that'd be a fun one, get into our, the old video game systems we oh, yeah, had. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I, I'm just trying to think of stuff we might still be hanging on to that we could go through. <laughs> yeah, there's some stuff. Uh, we did do a Christmas one, but it wasn't... All-inclusive it was the top three gifts. It yeah, it was the gifts. It was the gifts that we received. So there's some other stuff we could do. We could uh, maybe throw in... Well, if we do... Uh, cassettes or something like that we can talk about some of the ones we had in the car when we were traveling up the beefs and stuff oh, yeah. we went through <laughs> cheech and chong and <laughs> bob rivers I think is what yeah was. uh there's there's some ways we could take those what well, is your uh, turn officially so uh, whatever you're thinking let's, well let's since we did the fair let's go ahead and do the theme parks and field trips and stuff and see sounds, what we can remember sounds like a plan going all the way back to like elementary school yeah I have a sticker. Do you remember Coons Farms? Yeah. I have a sticker in that sticker book from Coons Farms. Wow. And there was like an apple farm. Anyway, uh, so I can remember a few ones from like elementary years, but uh, a lot of the end of the year ones were, were good. Uh, and it, again, this is going to be regional to where yeah, we yeah. are in central PA. We, we did make it to Pittsburgh. We made it out to uh, Hershey, Cedar Point in Ohio. That was, I didn't uh, get to that one. You didn't do that one? Uh, that was senior year. Yeah. We went all the way out to uh, Ohio. I can't remember where Cedar Point is uh, in Ohio. but um, Gettysburg, we went Gettysburg, to. Hershey. We had our senior whatever weekend, whatever it was, senior trip weekend up in New York somewhere. Yeah, I do remember some specific things about that. <laughs> that yes, be. that's what we're doing. We're going okay. to do our field trips and, and stuff from right. school. So that... I think that about does it. I'm not going to do my, my little typical rap uh, I do at the end, except that I want to say, you know, please follow us. Give us a like or a rating on, on uh, iTunes. iTunes, Google, whatever app you're using to uh, to listen to us. And that's not that's not right. We're not trying to get the rating. We're trying to get the the actual interest out yeah. of it. it the more really... your show is the rated, the more your show is rated, the more it shows up in like searching and stuff right. like that. It so. just shows us who's listening. Yeah. You can give us one star, or three stars, five stars, whatever you want to give right. us. And the, the rating, just rating the show helps us to uh, to go out. But right. we're hoping you your, five stars. Yeah. Include <laughs> your comments and, and, and questions. Yeah. Give us ideas about shows because we, we might not have covered it. So please, you're yeah. more than welcome. Always tweet. You can always tweet us at uh, RD80s. All the other Rediscover the 80s social media places that you'll see, you know, where we actually syndicate the show and or just comment on the, the website. Right. You can always do that as well. All right. So we, uh, we're going to exit with uh, a few of our clips, I'll call it, from WCPA. Enjoy. Hey, old man Winter here. Take the USOC book, take it and rip it up and throw it out the window. Play by the rules and play to win. We love to hear 
Hello, Americans. To your help. This is Big Van Jump on 900 CPA. Nice to know you're out there. Hi, I'm Ron Barn. Want to talk Clearfield? Hi, this is John Brennan from the Pennsylvania Department of Transportation. NFL football is coming up on News Talk Sports 900 CPA. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers 94. See ya. Take care. This has been a production of the Rediscover the 80s podcast. Visit rediscoverthe80s.com to find our show notes for this episode and others. Join us again next time for the Memory Jogger Podcast. Hey!